This week on the In-Depth Podcast, Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne. We sat down with a couple in 2021 at their home in Los Angeles, where they opened up about Ozzy's ongoing health issues and the determination to get back on stage. Going back to that ATV crash at your estate in England, um, take me through what you remember from that day. Okay, I was in Los Angeles and um, I was working there and I get the phone call that Ozzy is in an ambulance on the way to the hospital. What I remember, we were filming a show for the Osborne's reality thing. I went onto my line, I got on my quad bike. I'd gone down an embankment, which I've done every day, and bike went up in the air, landed on me. The next minute I know, I was, I was in hospital. But what happened was, because the, the crew that were filming the Osbournes got some of it, he bounced up. The security guard went to him and got him up and put him on the back of the bike of another bike that the security guard was on and drove him round to the front of the house. The um, emergency services had sent a helicopter for Ozzy because we live in the countryside and, you know, we've got like a small forest in our land and they were sending a helicopter, but the security guards put him in the car and drove him to the hospital and there was a helicopter on the way. and. They told us that the worst thing you can ever do is move somebody after an accident like that. But Ozzy doesn't remember any of it because he was in shock and they weren't sure of his injuries. And then the doctor called me and then said about his arm. The main artery to his arm had been severed and there was no blood flow, no oxygen in his arm and they, they're trying to save his arm. And then as soon as I heard that, I was just, gone. You know, I'm just like, no, I, I just can't. And I got on a plane literally two hours later, flew to London. Everybody in England was just, you know, so devastated. The police met me at the airport. They got me to the hospital within, you know, 30 minutes. And, you know, everybody was rallying around Ozzy. And um, they'd put Ozzy in an induced coma for eight days so that he would be out of pain. And when I, literally the first time I saw Ozzy, he was in a ward full of people that were in comas and, you know, tubes and bottles coming out of everywhere. And, you know, one side of him, there was a bottle of blood where he was dripping, the other side, it's full of pee. And I'm just like, this is, yeah. A nightmare, I'm gonna wake up in a minute. Oh, I, I, I smashed my clavicle. What else, Um Your arm, they thought at one point he was gonna lose his arm because the um, blood supply was cut off from his arm. So there was no blood supply mm -hmm. and they operated, they took a vein from his, an artery from his leg, put it in his arm. Um, his, all his ribs were cracked, everyone. Uh, his lungs were damaged. Well, that, that was uh, 2003. Right. Surgeon there was brilliant. I was in and out in no time. I, I, I checked myself out of hospital. Do you remember what the rehab recovery process entailed for that? It came on, I had a nurse for about a week and then I was back on my feet again. What was the scariest moment for you during 
that entire time? Just literally walking in that hospital and seeing him with all these tubes coming out of everywhere and he still had dirt in his hair because of his long hair. They'd operated on him, but there were like clumps of dirt in the ends of his hair and I'm just like, I just can't, can't believe it. What was the moment where you realized everything was gonna be okay? Um, probably about three days later, they said that all his um, levels were coming back to normal and, you know, his heart rate and all of that, and his blood pressure was getting better. And um, they said that if they kept him in that state for much longer, they would have to do a tracheotomy. And I said, no way, you're not, you're going to wake him up. <laughs> So, you know, after a week and a bit, they woke him up and slowly. But it was really weird because he'd been dreaming that time that he was in the coma and he was dreaming all of this craziness and he thought that it was real. He didn't realize that it was a dream. Like, like what? I was in a plane with some other rock star when the plane had a hot tub in the back and I'm in a flitten, me in the back of a plane in a hot tub with another rock star. And I'm like, no, I've been sat here at the hospital. I've not been anywhere. And all this craziness. And the long-term issues that stem from that crash, you think would be what? He's, I mean, he, he got pain in his collarbone and, and in his arm. He was like fearful. He never wanted to get on a motorbike again. And he'd always had motorbikes, dirt bikes, motorbikes, and you know, four wheelers, all yeah. dead. He loved it. And uh, he never got on one again, ever. Did I read short-term memory loss? Oh, he still thought he was in, you know, I was in the back of a bloody jet, you know, in the hot tub. So he was convinced that all of the stuff that he'd been dreaming was reality. For how long? Oh, a good while, probably about four or five months. And Ozzy's eldest son was getting married and that's why Ozzy was in England and I was going to join him a few days later Yeah. for um, Ozzy's son's wedding and he dreamt he was at the wedding and the wedding was great of course he never got to the wedding and um all the things that happened at the wedding and it's like we weren't there we never went it's just amazing what your mind does because you're like the times i've thought when people are in comas do they dream do they remember and it's weird, right. you do. Ozzy's 2003 ATV accident was just the start of what would turn into two decades of pain and difficulty for the rock star. That same year, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's. How did you find out about the Parkinson's? Um, Ozzy had always had a weird gait. The way he walked was quite weird. Everything about Ozzy is weird. <laughs> and when he was stoned, it would get worse. And I'm like, the hell? I mean, when people are loaded, they, they stagger anyway. But Ozzy's was just off somehow. And, you know, I would always, always say to him, like, 
did you do sports as a kid? He's like, nah, never, never did sports, never did anything like that. And I'm like, I'm sure that's what it is. Because I was like, came from a family that were dancers and entertainers. So everybody was always taught, sit up, walk properly. You know, you, you, when you walk into a room, own the room. And Ozzy was never like that. And a lot of it, I thought, was his um, shyness, because he's quite shy. You wouldn't think so, but he is. He's insecure. And I thought a lot of it was his insecurity, you know. And it wasn't. He's um, got the Park 2 gene, which is a... When Ozzy says he's got a Parkinsonian tremor, he does, and he was born with the Park 2 gene, which is, if you're going to have Parkinson, it's the best one to have. I mean, it's not what Michael J. Fox says. No, yeah. thank God. Um, but it still, it still shows, and especially when he's tired, you can see it. Yeah. But he doesn't have the body movements that a lot of Parkinson's people have, and you know, it affects a lot of people's um, voices and his voices, you know, because he sings, it's very strong. Did, did I read you guys knew about it as early as 2003? We had um, a genome test. Um, Ozzy and um, Stephen Colbert, they asked if they wanted to be test dummies for the genome and both of them said yes and they chose Ozzy because they thought well Ozzy survived so much and um, it in those days it would take you know about three months to come back and when it came back it said about the um, Park 2 gene they don't know much about it didn't a doctor say to him once that they thought he had a little bit of MS. Wasn't that the, the term? He was in one of his rehabs, and the doctor there said, you know, you should be tested because I think you've got MS. And then he went and was tested, and in those days, it was really, really difficult to test MS. But one of the sure things was to do a spinal tap. And they did a spinal tap. And then he came back and he said, he's got a mild case of MS. Now, what are the odds of them saying, Ozzy has a mild case of MS, which you can't have. You've either got it or you don't. Mm -hmm. And my son having it and diagnosed at 26. I mean, it's all, but all the way along the line, Ozzy has been misdiagnosed and then we found out it was this Park 2 gene that he has. It was born with it. You're born with it. After a bad fall in 2019, he underwent neck surgery and it left him almost completely unable to function. I read a, a quote you gave that you said if uh, you heard somebody was going in for neck surgery, you would tell them immediately to get a second and third opinion. Absolutely. I went for the surgery because I thought I was going to get paralysed if I didn't go for the surgery. You know, he said it was really severe. They said because his spine 
um, one part of his spine was not getting spinal fluid and it was trapped so there was no fluid going between. So I came out of the surgery crippled virtually. Three months I was in absolute diabolical agony. Everybody thought I was going to die, you know. To be honest with you, the way I felt, death would have been a welcome gift. So, I mean, I, I, I haven't been pain-free in three years. What did the surgeon say after the surgery? Oh, he said, you know, we've put these pins in here and there and um, it wasn't as bad as we thought and um, he's, you know, he's going to be fine. He's about six months and he's going to be fine, you'll see. And how did you see stuff worsen from there? Well, the list of drugs was unbelievable what they had him on. And I would go in there and I would just say, look, this list is ridiculous. You have to cut him off these drugs. He cannot come out and have to take all these drugs. And there was about 60 or 70 pills that I think they had him on. And we had to, I kept begging them, wean him down before he comes home because with all these drugs you've given him, I, he would have to be in a wheelchair because he couldn't stand, couldn't even go to the toilet on his own, unassisted, because he was so, you know, out of it. And during the time that followed when the doctor said he should be starting to improve, what are you saying? Some days he would be in tears with the pain. And he knew, you know, he, he knows. And he just said, you've got to get me off these pills. I have to. I haven't succumbed to the, the pain pills and all that, because it's dangerous I've had a problem with them before, so. How hard has that been for you to stay away from this? Well, it's kind of like a, I'm a junkie anyway, so it's like I have to really, I can't have it in my possession. I have to have, to, I have, to have a, a nurse with me now everywhere I go. It's like my, my livelihood's gone, you know. It's not the, the money, sorry, it's just, it's just, I'm you know, burden to my wife, burden to everybody that works for me. I mean, I've never been like this in my life. Do you think had you not gotten the operation oh, back I, then, you would have been paralyzed? No. I don't think, I think the guy was insane. I mean, I'm paralyzed now to a certain degree. I can't walk. If I should get on the, in the gym for two hours, you know, I can't do 20 minutes now. And the gym was, something you did every day, every working out Every single day I'd right? go and do an hour and sweat buckets. And I'm just, I'm just it's, not like, it's not like Ozzy Osbourne to be laid up for, I've never been this long laid up in my life. The damage, not Ozzy's physical damage, but the emotional damage that's been caused to our family has just been extraordinary, you know. We've had struggles with Ozzy with addiction over the years, and he'd been so great for so long, clean and sober, and just living his life to the full and loving his touring. And they have a number one album with Black Sabbath, and then he puts out a solo album that goes, you know, number three all over the world. And he's just running around the stage like a you know, a lunatic and, as I say, living the life, you know, loving his life, loving his sobriety, loving everything, loving his grandkids and just 
so happy for once in his life and then boom you have a fall and everything everything is gone and then to see it taken away and the effect that it had on all of us was um it's been it's been a tough tough ride i mean look i know that people put up with so much more but um for for us it's been it's been a really tough time the the past couple years the specifically right? two and a half years it's aussie says three years i'm sure to him it must feel like 10 years he's been you know unable to to live a normal life 2020 was I can I, I can't really remember, but other people can. All I remember, I've been I was in absolute agony. I was be, just beginning a tour, right. and then the COVID thing got in. So all the tickets were sold. I mean, they're waiting for us to go back on the run. I can't fulfil the contract, being like this. When the pandemic hit, I thought, oh, that, that's kind of like blessing in disguise because. That'll go, and I'll be healed by the time it gets back over and we can go and do shows. But I'm no better. I, I can't walk. I can't function. I feel like a 99-year-old guy, you know. This was just this year we went to the Mayo uh -huh. Clinic to get, you know, another opinion on his surgery, the first surgery. And um, they wanted to operate on him too and said that it was the wrong operation that he had been given. Yeah, I haven't got no support on the back of my neck. So my, your head is a third of the weight of your body. So the gravity gets in and it's, I can't hold my head up. This arm's weak, this leg's weak. I can't feel my feet in the evening. It really f***ed me up, you know. What made you realize you needed to get surgery again? Like, what was the point where you said, we got to go well, again? Well, I'm not done yet. And it's like, i got things to do. i got people to see. i got shows to do. I was saying to Sharon, the, the hardest thing I have to bear is the fact that my brain is still there, but my body's all mangled up, you know. When the pandemic hit, it was kind of like a blessing in these right. guys because I thought, oh, well, God's been shining on me this time because usually it's like the day before I go on the road, I'm a leg gets cut off as well, you know. So uh, I thought, you know, I'll be recovered at the end of it. I'll just go straight back on the road again. I'm, I'm not improved. In fact, I've gone down again, haven't I? Yeah, you've gone down. It was... Really, we just kept saying, because he went back and back to the doctor and he just kept saying, you're going to get better, you're going to get better. So you've got to go exercise, you've got to get on your backside, you've got to do more work. I said, you tell me how the f*** I'm going to do it, you know? I mean, because I can't climb up the stairs, I can't f walk around the block, I can't go out with my dog on my own. I mean, the simplest things in life that you take for granted are no, no longer simple for me. My assistant, Jay, was at a party and he saw this guy with a, st a scar on the back of his head. He says, excuse me for asking, but have you had surgery on your neck? He says, yeah. He said, the f guy did it, he's great. 
So you go in to visit with this doctor. What's discussed in the, the um, meeting? What kind of feedback he does he Because what, what, what he did, he says, I want all your files, all your MRIs. And he went through the lot and he went, quite, a, quite an extensive uh, bit of work you've been having done. He says, who did the surgery? And we told him, he went, oh, not him again. Apparently, a lot of the doctors repair what this guy f***ed up, you know. So this guy, I said, you've got to get me back on stage. You've got to. I don't care what you got to do. I've got to get back on that stage. So he says, I can't guarantee anything, but I think I can improve you. He's done like 15,000 of these operations. He's, 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 he's like soldiers from Afghanistan blown to shit, he's put them back on their feet. And he's got all these like a thank you notes all over the place. So he must know what he's doing. And no, I can't do any shows the way I am now. So I've got to go on and, and, uh, and try something. And I won't stop until I, because my, I'm, I'm fighting to get back on the stage again. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the only thing I do. How do you feel about him going back on tour? I just do anything, you know, sell my soul to the devil if I haven't already <laughs> to get him back on, on the road. It's where he belongs, that's his life, you know, his fans, his band, his, it's what he's always done, he's not not done it. You know, from doing it from 18 years of age to suddenly being, they've chopped his knees off in his prime. When I'm, I'm feeling sorry for myself, and I'm, I'm thinking, no more gigs. And there was a time when I was thinking, so just going, oh, well, that was good while it lasts. She said, that was just silly. Turn over yet. I say to Ozzy, we've got so much. You've had such a brilliant career. We've had amazing, amazing, extraordinary life together. And it's not over. Even if it's that one show, I want to see him do it. Because it's like, when you go out, you want to go your way. And he didn't go his way. Something happened and, you know, his life took that turn. And, you know, like I say, even if it's that one show. All right, so paint the picture a year from now. Where are you guys at? Hopefully with a summer tour book to festivals going all over the world doing festivals like he's always done being with his band who he adores and his fans having an audience of 70 80 000 people chanting your name before you come on stage there's nothing else that feels that way for him obviously and you get the love from all those people and he needs it Goals on your end in tour terms of when you'd like to get back touring? As soon as I physically can. I've got, I've got a tour waiting for me. I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that everything works out because I've, I've just got to get up there. If, if, but listen, if it ain't good, I'm still going to get up on that stage. I'll, if I have to juggle, I'll learn to juggle. That's it for my chat with Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne. Head over to youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger to see the rock legend give me a tour of his office where we listen to tracks from his new album and then head out to shoot air rifles by the pool. As always, we appreciate your comments and reviews. Thanks again for listening.